ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. International Affairs. Well, as Super Tuesday approaches in the United States, with more than a third of the Republican Party's delegates at stake, former President Donald Trump maintains a stronghold over the GOP contests, featuring, uh, facing a determined challenge, though, well, from Nikki Haley, or at least Nikki Haley's determined whether the challenge is getting anywhere is another matter. Mr Trump's track record in the 2024 contest, securing victories in every state so far, makes him easily the front-runner. Uh, Nikki Haley, his challenger, grapples with the task of trying to halt Mr Trump's momentum. Hasn't happened yet. Uh, Mr Trump's recent major victory in the Michigan Republican primary forces him a step closer to securing the nomination for the 2024 presidential election. Uh, President Joe Biden's recent win in Michigan, just looking at the Democratic arena, comes with a significant protest vote. Uh, reflecting discontent, particularly over the handling of the Israel-Hamas conflict. Meanwhile, uh, Mr Biden's doctor has assured the public that he's fit for duty in a recent report summarising his overall well-being and readiness for the presidency, as questions obviously remain over Mr Biden and whether he's too old. Anyway, joining us tonight is US political commentator Laurie Laird, now based in the UK, but with a keen eye on proceedings. Laurie, good evening to you. Welcome to Nightlife. Good evening, Phil. And I think given the uh, the polarization of U.S. politics, watching it from the U.K. is probably a little bit safer. I'm watching from I a safe agree. distance. I agree. And we, we feel that down here in Australia, at least as far away. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are far. Yeah, I might be joining you soon. We've got a tough election coming up in the U.K. as well. So, um, yeah, I hope you'll host me down there. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yes, exactly. We are far away from the madness, often it feels like at this end. Look, a, um, a morning consult survey shows Mr. Trump leading Mr. Biden by just one per, one point. Uh, what factors led, do you think led to this shift, especially when compared to last week's four-point lead? I think we've got to be really careful about polls at the moment, and mm. I think we have to be even doubly careful of national polls. Now, you'll remember, you, you, look, I, you, I heard your, uh, your intro here, you know your stuff, so you'll know that the way an American president is elected is through the electoral college. The, the winner isn't determined by a popular vote, and what that means is that the candidates, it's a winner-takes-all for each state, but they gain a certain number of electoral votes from that state based roughly on that state population. So the person who wins California is 20% of the way to winning the election. California always goes Democratic. Texas always goes Republican. Because of this polarization in the U.S., we're not seeing that many states change hands. So what will happen, this election will come down to the outcome in five states. So you can forget about these national polls. And what you need to do is look at what happens in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona. That is where it's going to be determined. So a poll, a nationwide poll, well, it's fun for journalists like us to talk about it, may not be indicative of what's really happening. Tell us about Super Tuesday. Why is this crucial? 
Super Tuesday is simply what we're doing now is we're in the primary season. The primary season, U.S. presidential elections are, are sort of two elections. We go through a national or a state by state process where each of the parties, Republican and Democrat, vote for their candidates, the person who's going to represent that party in the national election in November. And that's what we're doing right now. We're going through this primary process. And as you said, Donald Trump has really steamed over all that comes before him during this primary process. Super Tuesday is when a large number of states cast their primary ballots. And this should really be a coronation for Donald Trump. No chap. You know, we're all reporting on Nikki Haley. I'm not entirely sure why she, as you said, uh, she's challenging in her own mind. The voters are voting for Donald Trump. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on Super Tuesday, or at least I will. But I think that the both, both parties' nominations hmm. are sewn up. Now, what we have to think about is... This is a this is a weird set of candidates, right? They're both old. One is under indictment. So I think we do have to think about the small possibility that either or both of these men who we think are going to lead their parties into the election may not be on the ballot. Biden for potential health reasons, uh, Trump for, you know, legal problems that don't seem yeah, to be exactly. him now, but who knows what happens in nine months. That's right, exactly, Laurie. Here's the questions, I think, from which, which you know, here in, the, in Australia, people are asking. They're saying, look, like, Joe Biden could be dead by, by November. I'm not wishing it to happen, mm-hmm. but he could easily be. I know. I mean, it, he could, it, because it's he, not a ridiculous thing to it's say. It's not a ridiculous right? thing to say. He, he You know, he, he looks and acts and walks and talks like... A very old person, and he's, you know, I mean, his doctor might say he's in okay health, but look, he's at that stage in life. What, but strangely, the Democrats don't seem to have a plan B. I mean, but they must have a plan B, surely. No, succession planning, and I'm so glad you brought this up. I wish I had an answer, but you're right to identify that succession planning in the Democratic Party has been absolutely woeful. And we have a Kamala Harris as a vice president. Until recently, we weren't seeing her. They weren't putting her forward with anything. Now we are seeing more of her. Whenever there's a shot in the Oval Office, we will see Kamala Harris in the chair. But for the past three years, you couldn't have picked her out of a lineup. That, to my mind, is poor planning. This should be the most powerful vice president in history, right? Given that she's serving with the oldest president in history, yet she hasn't been, uh, uh, you know, kind of boosted or supported all that well. Shock isn't it and americans see when they when they see her they're not all that keen mm. yeah i know but but seriously i mean you know there are other possibilities there's the uh what's his name the governor of california there's there's uh the the governor of well, uh, <laughs> there's there's the uh, gretchen whitmer i think is another uh, p- potential well, yeah governor of michigan yeah uh, governor of michigan but, but the, the governor of california it, it is. Yes. It's quite, I mean, there's some talent. <laughs> yes, there's exactly. some talent in the party, without a doubt. Keep an eye on Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, also, Jennifer Granholm, who's an ex-governor of Michigan, now Energy Secretary. Mm. Very impressive. But again, she wasn't really pushed forward, despite the fact that America had an energy crisis after uh, after Putin invaded Ukraine. Mm. We didn't see the woman. But Gavin Newsom is really interesting. I'm glad you brought him up governor of California, he is really putting himself forward as the emergency candidate should something happen to Biden. 
actually engaged in a debate with Ron DeSantis, who's the Republican, pretty hard right Republican governor of Florida, uh, who had hoped to sort of displace Trump at the top of the ticket. That's weird. You don't often see governor's debate. And, mm. and, and, and it was on Fox television, which, which is a, a, you know, supports the Republican Party. And I think that was Newsom trying to present himself as more of a centrist because a lot of the uh, population thinks anyone from California is too progressive. But if we can go to the tiny bit into gossip, Gavin Newsom, progressive governor of California, trying to pull himself to the center in case something happens to Joe Biden, his ex-wife, a woman called Kim Gulfoyle is now, I don't know if she's married, but certainly engaged to one of the Trump boys. Isn't that spectacular? <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that just great? Yes. Oh, no. Look it up. I, I, it's the younger one, and they're either engaged or married, and that's just I, that's just the fact that you have to laugh dear, at. Dear, dear, dear. Look, on the Republican side, okay, well, <laughs> so there doesn't appear to be a plan B uh, that's, that's voiced in any way. And certainly, as you say, Kamala Harris is, is not the plan B, it seems to be. Um, on the Republican side, of course, Nikki Haley's continuing on. No one seems to know why, because she hasn't won a single uh, election so far in the primary r- race, and nobody thinks she will. Uh is there some feeling that look if she's still is she is she continuing on because because Donald Trump might be in jail by November is that do you think is is that a possibility I, I think it's such a good question and a lot of people are talking about this i think that's probably the only reason i mean you know when you hear nikki haley you know, she thinks she's doing great. I wish I had that kind of optimism and, and self-confidence. Mm. She lost her home state by 20 points. I mean, that is really unusual. That is a wipeout. People, candidates tend to win their home state. And she was an effective and popular governor of South Carolina. I, look, you know, in terms of being vice president, that's one reason she may stay in. I think there's too much bad blood between her and Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. In terms of planting a flag for 2028, I think that's already done as well. I think it can only be the option that you presented. The person that the party will go to if Trump's legal problems get to be you know, just too onerous. And maybe there's a deal to be done. Maybe Nikki Haley says, all right, Donald, step aside, and I'll pardon you. Mm. You know that's speculation, but there could be some kind of deal to be done. What about Donald Trump? She's staying in. Would Donald Trump name her as as his running mate? Do you think? I I I think there's too much bad blood, and I think Donald Trump will want somebody who's a little more pliable. I'd say keep your eye on Tim Scott, also from South Carolina, the only Black Republican in the Senate, and he has been. Um, quite obsequious toward Donald Trump. You almost get the feeling that he's auditioning uh, hmm. for the role of vice president. Uh, he, you're seeing him a lot more in interviews. Uh, he, he He's really defending Donald Trump. He's, you know, sort of talking around some of the more, uh, let's, let's say, what's the word I'm looking for? Um spectacular things that Donald Trump has said on the campaign trail. It feels like he's auditioning. Keep your eye on him. Mm. John of Coburg texted, texted him with a, with a reasonable point. He said, Phil, as the US commentator said, Mr. Trump's only getting 58 to 60% of the Republican primary vote. Mr. Biden's getting 83 to 85% of the Democrat vote. 
So much of the, tr- the commentary is about Trump dominating. But as you've made the point already, there's no point in these national polls, is there? I mean, but if that yeah. was the case, I mean, well, that, that, that would and underline. Of course, you've got to remember, though, Biden is essentially running unopposed. Yeah. So where, where Trump is that's in true. A, that's true. a contested election. I mean, one of the things I think that's interesting with Biden, and you mentioned the Michigan, Michigan primary, is there was a significant uh, right about a hundred thousand votes. It was about nineteen percent of voters checked the box called non-committed. So they went to vote, but and these are Democratic voters, but didn't check the box for Biden. This is being regarded as a protest vote against Biden's policy in the Middle East, and Michigan is home to the biggest concentration of uh, of Arab Americans. Uh, and Muslim Americans in the U.S. So keep an eye on that because Michigan is a state that you pretty much have to win if you're going to take the presidency. And if we see a backlash against Joe Biden's policy uh, in that community, that could be very difficult for him. Mm. The the belief, basically the Democrat belief seems to be, and they may be right, that Joe Biden can defeat Donald Trump and they can't think of anybody else who could. Do you think? Look, again, it comes to succession planning. A lot of Democrats really privately grumble about the fact that Joe Biden, look, if you look, if you take a metric of doing what you said on the campaign trail, if that's your metric of a presidency, Joe Biden's done pretty well. He has Mm. passed legislature that he said he was going to and through an inhospitable Congress. Now, we can argue about whether that legislative those acts were good for the country and and that could be a conversation to have another time i'm not entirely sure they were but he got them through you would think that would be a metric to measure a presidency it hasn't been for joe biden the economy is really strong he's not getting credit for that it's frustrating to many democrats that he isn't getting credit and the feeling is because he is perceived as too old for the job i think a lot of democrats thought that he would be a one-term president that he would groom somebody and only take one term it hasn't happened no no it hasn't probably should have (laughs) but there you are are. oh dear laurie sorry we we better go but i was just going to say yeah, I'm just going to say, you know, there are some good things that happen under his presidency, but it comes down to people don't have the confidence that he can do it. Perceptions is really important when you're president of the United States. Yeah, they're very old. I mean, by that matter, Donald Trump's very is is old too. I mean, you know, well, he's only four, he's only four years younger. Yeah, exactly. He's seventy seven, and Donald and Biden is eighty one. Yep. Okay. All right, Laurie. Terrific to talk with you. Thank you. Yeah, great to talk to you. Thank you. Laurie Laird is a US commentator and journalist now based in the UK with some thoughts on this extremely weird set of events in uh, in the US. This is Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio.